Hi, my name is Zachary Milner. I'm the dairy manager at Harmon's Cougar, and you're listening to Taste of Harmon's. All right, we are here now at uh, on location at Honest John Bitters. And we are here with Sarah Lund and Ryan Santos, both owners of, uh, of Honest John Bitters. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Nice but, to be here. Thanks for, th- thanks for having us in your wonderful test kitchen environment. What, what would you call this place? I would say this is our office. Uh, office. A very interesting, I just, magical You just kind of set the vibe here. Yeah, we've got this little bar set up over here with a variety of different samples and jars of your, of your bitters and just a, some wonderful posters and art. Like, it's a very... A very mood-setting place in here. Thank you. <laughs> Lots of eyeballs staring at us. <laughs> a lot of guests in the room. <laughs> Which we should probably mention what that means. It's it's brand appropriate, guys. Taxidermy, baby. We have a we have a wildebeest over our shoulder. <gasps> oh my god, that's uh, a wildebeest. A zebra. I see, I'm checking out the porcupine. That's amazing. An eland. So a you, bison. So you said brand appropriate. Yeah. What does that mean? We can we can get way into this as we as we continue to chat, but the uh, the brand was definitely the name of the company, Honest John Bitters, kind of plays off of the history and story of bitters, um, and we've chosen to kind of create this fictional character. We can call him John, but it always drives us crazy when people call it Honest John's Bitters. Oh, it's not. I hope it's I didn't. John. Sorry. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> His name is Johnny's. Do you take like mental notes of that? Be like, someone said it wrong. Someone said it wrong. <laughs> she puts you on our list. <laughs> I put you on my list. I'm like, it's not John's bitters, but. Okay, so um, this fictional character. But this fictional character of, um, that is sort of learning about bitters and the original uh, medicinal uses for it. And he's kind of exploring the, the world, collecting different ingredients in different areas. Um, Nola, for instance, like that's one of our aromatic bitters that we named after New Orleans um, and is also our version, our take on the classic Peshaw's bitters um, that exist and one of the couple that uh, survived prohibition and came back after. So anyway, so that the the animals and the the tchotchkes and all of the decor in here is is part of his story, part of the travels. It's also a very masculine brand. Um, a lot of our photography, content, website, all this stuff is very masculine. <laughs> and it's owned by a woman. As I'm looking at the packaging here, first we'll get into this, but what's with this hand gesture symbol that uh, <laughs> is in there? Was that some sort of a prohibition sign back in the day? Yeah, hand gesture symbol. <laughs> sort oh, of yeah. a hand so, with the first finger and the second finger crossed. So yeah, it's a... Oh, like the, fingers crossed. Yeah, the O in honest is is a hand with their their fingers crossed. The story of of how that all came together was going back to the origins, like what bitters were created for. They were originally created for medicinal use to help aid in digestion. That is a wonderful. That is still to this day like a wonderful non alcoholic use for bitters. If you have a stomach ache. Yeah, it's, I, it's I see that sort of like as a disclaimer. So that's real. To, that's not to sort put of a, a teaspoon of aromatic bitters or whatever flavor you want into really? some club soda and to drink that. And the bittering agents, that bitter flavor, mm. naturally stimulates your body's digestive system. And so we do have we do have wholesale accounts um, that are holistic health shops 
that and that, that's one of the reasons we our non-alcoholic recipe cards that we offer our accounts exist is because she was one of our first wholesale accounts when we first launched. And she said, you know, I'm I'm selling these for, for health purposes. I'm not going to encourage drinking alcohol. Could I have a selection of recipes that are non-alcoholic? And so yes, that's brilliant, of course. And so we started creating for every alcoholic recipe, we create a non-alcoholic recipe too. But they were originally created for medicinal use to help aid in digestion. And then over the course, I won't go into all of the details, but over the course of time, they, they sort of gained this reputation of being this kind of hokey cure-all elixir um, and peddled by all kinds of people, gypsies, snake oil salesmen, et cetera. And so our brand and our name kind of plays off of that evolution from medicine to cure-all elixir, where if you look up Honest John in the dictionary, it's there. And it, it, it is just an honest John is a gullible person, somebody who will believe anything that you say. And the crossed finger uh-huh. represents the gypsy snake oil salesman peddling this product, telling the truth with his fingers crossed behind his back, mm-hmm. promising this poor soul that is going to cure one night your you broken like, heart. I've got it. Your I know what our labeling is going to look like. Kind of, yes. That's amazing. So, what's funny is like how my brain works in just in life is. And Ryan can attest to this. He works with me all the time. I'm I'm a bit scattered. Um, Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll I will be sitting there having a conversation and, and oh 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 hold on I gotta write this down I gotta write this down you know I mean that's just in business and life and creativity whatever. But honestly, we work with a really brilliant graphic designer. His name's Brent Courtney. I will plug him here because he's fantastic. Um, he's Australian. He's new to the U.S. in the last five years. Um, but insanely talented. So I, I had been working with him for on bodega branding stuff for the rest. And I said, I have this new idea. I need some help with some logo design. So I had basically had an assortment of images that I liked. Um, if you go to bodega or the rest, you'll notice I'm a huge fan of like Catholic iconography, like the images in the Catholic religion. I'm not Catholic, but I just think they're beautiful. Um, the rays of light, you know, behind all, you know, the saints all and, of the yeah. saints and you know different things. I I love just the way that that looks. Um, and then the crossed fingers was just that was just an image I had. It was just a an outline of just that cross the hand with the crossed fingers. And then I had the information about the story, you know. And and anyway, Ryan Ryan played a part in actually putting together the Honest John, you know, uh, name. But I gave. Brent that information and these images, and then he knew my love for these, you know, weird kind of religious ties, and and he's the one that created the the actual logo. But yeah, and anyway, just let let's just at its very basic yeah. bitters. What is a bitter? So bitters this. are essentially a high proof flavoring extract. So it's very similar. It's just basically treated as traditionally the bartender spice rack, like it's what you use as your seasonings for a cocktail. Traditionally, it's also great for cooking and things like that. It can be treated like an almond extract or something like that, used in baking, used in cooking, perfect for that. But traditionally, for cocktails. Is it specifically an American thing or? No. It's no. global. It's, definitely, it's a global thing. I okay. Mean, records go back to like the 1600s of monks using tinctures and things like that. So it just kind of progresses. I don't think it's owned by any really, <laughs> any certain nationality or any nation, but it's very much become an American thing with the cocktail resurgence that's coming through and it's become more popular, definitely. So it sounds like things were quashed a little bit with prohibition. Yeah. 
And then they came back. Correct. So because during prohibition, because you make bitters or flavoring extracts with a high proof alcohol, um, that's necessary to properly extract all of the flavors that you are using in your recipes, the dry ingredients, the fruits, the bark, the different the different things. The higher the proof of the alcohol, the the faster and better that the alcohol extracts those flavors. But what you're left with is a very, you know, if you use a hundred proof alcohol, you're left with a hundred proof tincture. Um, a, a bitters is actually diluted and sweetened a little bit. Like that tincture is what is the first step. It's like what the first product of in the whole process. And again, Ryan's probably, Ryan actually creates all the bitters and does the recipe development for the company. So he's the perfect person to talk to about that. But during prohibition, alcohol obviously was not, was prohibited. And so the use of alcohol is necessary. Um, you, you can, and we'll, we'll chat about that a little bit later. You can use other ingredients, but um, a high proof spirit based um, bitters is by far the best. So how did you end up, I mean, what, what, what's your background that led you to, to the both of you creating Honest John Bitters and, and how you're doing what you're doing now? Uh, so the Honest John started um, out of a local restaurant called Bodega and the Rest, which I own and operate. Ryan is the executive chef there. Um, so we've worked together uh, for six years now. Yeah, six years. Um, <laughs> a while. So we started experimenting with creating our own bitters, which now is classified as a food product. Um, you can buy it in a, in a grocery store. You don't have to be 21 to, to purchase it. It is virtually the same thing as a vanilla extract, almond extract. It's just sold in a different section of the grocery store. But anyway, so we, we have a, a high-end cocktail menu downstairs and the rest, um, Bodega is the small bar that operates upstairs and the rest is a, a high-end cocktail bar and restaurant that's down in the basement. Um, we had, we were started, Black Walnut is actually the reason we started doing all of this was we were trying to find a really high quality Black Walnut bitters. As it turns out, there aren't many. Um, and the ones that do exist are, are used uh, with the, they make glycerin, yeah. glycerin based. Yeah. yeah. So Fee's Brothers has one that is probably the most well-known. Um, but anyway, we were looking for a really high quality black walnut bitters. And so we started experimenting, making our own black walnut. And we're talking in a jar, like in a mason jar, um, just making, you know, that quantity. And uh, anyway, it was something that I got a creative itch. I got really into the story. I mean, it's a really fascinating history and, and how, like I said, how they were created, why they were originally created, and then kind of the, the evolution of the product over you know, hundreds of years, um, which is really fascinating. And I, and I sat there, I was like, there's a story here. There's a brand here. Like, this is fascinating. And um, I'm already not doing enough. Let me do more. <laughs> it just so happened. I own two restaurants. I was like, I, uh, I had a creative itch and Honest John was actually how I ended up scratching that. So anyway, it basically, Honest John was, was born from us creating our own bitters for our own cocktail program, which you don't need any you're creating a food product, you know, they can make it in the kitchen. You don't need any type of, you know, licensing or it's just like cooking with alcohol. You don't need anything extra for that. It was when we, when I said, Hey, I love this. There's a story here. There's a brand here. This is amazing. Let's bottle said, it. Let's bottle it and brand it and sell it. 
are you in? <laughs> and Ryan, he's crazy. He he said yes. <laughs> and here we that? are. He wasn't crazy. Yeah, no, uh, no, not at all. I'm always ready to geek out about something. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was the perfect person to be a part of this project. I mean, he does Thank like you. geek out big time on stuff like this. And, I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. And I knew with with the knowledge that I have and the experience that I've had, I, I said, I know what my contribution to this can be. I'll, I'll figure out the branching. I'll figure out how to sell it. I'll figure out licensing. I'll do all that stuff. I have no idea how to develop a recipe. You do. You have a more sophisticated palate than me. Like, I, I'm not too proud to say that. Um, so he, he is vital to it. So yes, like we, we own this together. It wouldn't exist if we weren't both sitting here. So did you start um, out with that first black walnut? So yeah, so the, the black walnut was... Yeah, we, we made a couple of a test batches of different flavors, but black walnut was the main reason we were trying to experiment if we could actually produce something that was usable in our bar and we would be satisfied with. And, and yeah, we literally just, like, like she said, mason jars of different flavors. We messed around with different things. And I assume it's similar to what a distiller would do if they're creating a new spirit. I mean, much less involved and much less on the science side, but just kind of controlling the flavors, getting it to where we want, and then, like she said, diluting it and sweetening it. And uh, as far as that goes, we just kind of dilute it, always with water, obviously, and then uh, sweetening it. We kind of choose the sweetener based on the flavor we're trying to create. So, so things change, companies grow, you know, ideas change. Initially, I, I thought that it was, it was best to start with a very basic home bar setup. So our initial five flavors that we launched back in October of 2016 uh, were orange, grapefruit, aromatic. Nola and then Black Walnut was our, going to be our seasonal. So we launched in October of 2016, and we only planned on keeping Black Walnut around until January. Like it was just going to be like a a quarterly seasonal flavor. And here we are, you know, yeah. years later, Black Walnut is has been, and I'm pretty sure always will be our bestseller, hands down. So like, January came. January and- came. Our first orders came in. Everyone wanted the black walnut. Everyone was the most curious about that flavor. Anyone that requested a sample, et cetera, et cetera. It was always black walnut. We're like, well, wait, what about these other things? And <laughs> what, I realized, what I realized quickly in the second year, uh, or not second, first year, was that I think it was a mistake uh, from a business perspective to have such uh, popular kind of common flavors like Angostura, for instance. Angostura is like, the bitters brand that is the most familiar. It's all the only the one. Yes. Okay. It's in almost with. every grocery store on every mixer aisle. Um, they've been around forever, ever. And, uh, but they have an aromatic and they have an orange. Okay. So there's, there's those two. We, we launched our, our version of an aromatic and an orange, um, grapefruit bitters. There's hundreds, probably thousands of grapefruit bitters that you I from love all your over, hindsight. Listen to you, world, you know, self-deprecating. Like, yeah. And then Nola, like I said, was our our take on uh, Peychaud's. And also, let me let me preface this. Preface it. I should have said that a while ago, but let me also add that we were also creating this for Bodega and the rest to be using too. So we also had to cover our bases and like we're obviously not going to own our own bitters company and then use other brands of bitters. So we also needed to make sure that we were covering like the bases of of any typical bar set up our needs and so that was another reason that we you know had those four and then the we've three. gone from five so we, flavors so we started with five it was those and black walnut was supposed to go away three months later it was our best seller we're like well we can't we obviously can't 
uh, get rid of this. And that one kind of hard to find seasonal bitters were was the most popular. So uh, maybe we're onto something here. Like maybe we it wasn't a great idea to create all these flavors that everyone else offers to. And it was there that we kind of found our niche um, to move product where it's like, get the, um, get the flavors out there that are a little bit different that not everybody makes that, you know, so we started releasing flavors that were a little bit more interesting, less readily available. Give us some names. Uh, So we've got sarsaparilla bitters, lemongrass, cardamom bitters, just uh, coffee, cherry, things like that, that are a little more, niche flavors that you would have to kind of explain how to use and that's kind of where we wanted to go is like using those flavors to educate and push the cocktail scene a little farther you mentioned earlier that you mentioned that it was a you know now it's a food product how long has that has it been classified as such has it been for a very very long time because i've just seen these show up in stores now i'm wondering is there a correlation there post prohibition like oh it's been that 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 was that was how, so like Angostura and Peixades were the only two brands that survived that, that weren't completely squashed and eliminated. And then after Prohibition and after people were properly educated on what this product actually was, I mean, yes, it is hyper, it's hyperproof. Arnola, for instance, you know, it's 62% ABV. That's a lot of alcohol, but you'd have to be pretty desperate to drink this. It's not a beverage for that, that drink, purpose. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Same with. I mean, I hate to mention it. It's like the same reason people steal mouthwash or, or you know, cough syrup. It's like they're just, like I said, it's it's not. Uh, they have other issues. A, yeah, we're talking about yeah. something entirely different yeah. there. So before but showing, in the same vein. Oh. So it's, okay. So but before showing up and say Harmons, yeah, like, I'm just starting to see this. Re- I don't want to say resurgence because it is in that regard. Yeah. But to me, I've n- I was never familiar with them to begin with. So all of a sudden, these bitters start showing up. Mm-hmm. Like, why is there now this this love of them? And I would say that definitely comes from the fact that classic cocktails are coming back within the last like fifteen years. The you know old fashions being made without mottled fruit and things like that. Just going back to classic recipes and people finding those vintage cocktail books from a, from before prohibition. And but then also, don't recipes. forget a lot of people aren't drinking these days. And I think this keeps things really current, you know, like Absolutely. if you made a mocktail out of this stuff. Yeah. And, and well, in the community, okay, then it has alcohol in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, what am I trying yeah. to say? But so does a chocolate chip cookie then yeah. technically okay. too, because you use vanilla and vanilla. If you look at any vanilla extract on a baking aisle, almost all of them range between 30 and 45% ABV. I mean, mm. almost every extract does. <laughs> and you could technically get drunk, Chugging that bottle Ooh. of vanilla, but you'd be. <laughs> but would you want puppy. to? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what you used to chase yeah. your yeah. mouthwash. I mean, I would love it. I love vanilla, but, but no, just <laughs> I don't know if I'm that desperate. I guess let's I just say it's sort of like you know when you use alcohol in cooking and and a certain percentage of it evaporates and cooks off. Yeah. Then similarly, yeah. if you're talking about like one part per million in yeah. a cocktail, it's simply just. Yeah. And it oh, is, it is very much a concentrated concentrated flavor, so you're not going to use As a much. huge amount of it. Like, a little goes a very long way, especially yeah. in Corona. Yeah. So explain how, how, you, uh, how you came into, into Harmons. Initially, um, I, was, I was sort of opposed to being in, <gasps> in larger stores. And honestly, let me, let me I will kidding. preface this <laughs> comment with, I thought that this was going to be, like I said, going back to, there, I had an, we had a lot on our plates already. Like there was enough to do. And this was sort of just a creative project. I mean, I, I dare call it that. 
Um, I was interested in it. I was fascinated by the story. I, it was very fun to work together and, like I said, create these recipes and, and actually produce this product um, that we wanted to sell. But I had no intention of it ever being that big. Um, and it's still, we're still very small. Like, don't, I don't want anyone to get the wrong, yeah, every, wrong idea. Every bottle you get is hand-labeled. Like, Brian and, and I have bottled. touched that bottle. It's, I'm like, whether it's filling it, labeling it, packaging it, something. We play a part in almost every step still. Um, but the reason I was hesitant to, to even open the door to a customer like Harmon's had nothing to do with, like, that'd be amazing. A dream come true. I was more concerned about the ability to fulfill orders that size. For a, a company like Harmon's, um, the amount of stores, yeah, and just, just being like able to fulfill locations, yeah. you know, the the size of an order somebody would would place. I mean, I remember my first wholesale order I got. We we filled it two weeks after our launch. She found us on Instagram, um, just photos of, and this was a shop in Chicago. She had a, a store in Chicago and one in Brooklyn, and saw was looking up online bitters brands for holidays. She wanted to carry a line in her shops for, for Christmas and, and literally just found photographs on social media of our launch party and liked the branding, had never tried it, uh, but wanted to bring in a shipment. And I filled that first shipment and I was like, oh my God, I don't, again, I'm like, I don't know how I could do this for a huge store. Um, and so it, it grew faster than I had anticipated. And I, I thought that it was going to be a very slow burn and something that we could ease our way into. But within our first year, we were in Harmons and there was interest. Um, I met Mariah uh, Christensen, who is the specialty over the specialty buyers for Harmons, um, developed a great relationship with her and met Tabitha and, and all these others and um, was really flattered that we were able to become a they, they loved the brand enough. They loved, they believed in the product enough. They liked our story um, that they were willing to work with us directly without a distributor, which I thought, I mean, like I said, ultimate compliment, like that, that was really, really great. But I was, we had to make some adjustments, you know, even just with packaging um, within our first six months, like we, we literally had a complete repackaging project where the co- we had to get the cost of goods down in order to fulfill orders the size that, you know, Harmons would require. Um, so yeah, it was, like I said, it was, it was something I think I was just really intimidated by six months into it after making some adjustments. It was like, okay. Yeah, this is, this is great. And you could, Harmons has been wonderful to us. I mean, they've been, they've been so inclusive and given us opportunity to work directly with, with the buyers. We've attended, you know, product training with them, like, we can confidently say every specialty buyer in every Harmon's location has met with us, has received samples from us. We have talked to them. We have walked them through every flavor. Like they should be able to confidently sell the product, which is, is awesome. There's other uses for it than just mix drink. Absolutely. Mixes, right? absolutely. So. In, in the community that we live in, like we were talking about before, you know, this is an, there's a big LDS presence and conservative yeah, community. Yeah. I mean, like anyone Harmon's is brilliant at that too. It's like they, Harmon's has done a brilliant job of catering to, everyone there's something for everyone in those stores and they don't and one thing i love about mariah is that she and and the um longer than all the store locations is that they're they don't alienate they 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 want to they want to learn um everything about the product so they can offer something to everyone you know and they're not alienating anybody um because cocktails do like 
that's the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about bitters. But that's something that we've tried really hard to to focus on is the education of like what the product actually is, how you can use it, um, why it was created, what you know, and again, going back to like our brand, our name, our story, it's all based around um how it started, what it's been in between then and now. And and so, yeah, there's many, many uses, and that's yeah, part that of our mission. Yeah. We keep that in mind when we develop new flavors, too. It's just like, it's not just for cocktails, and we want to educate people about that. So give me an example of a dish that you have at the restaurant that may contain. So right now we're doing a uh, peach cobbler beignets, and we're doing our apricot bitters in the peach cobbler for the beignets. Okay. Um, we also do plenty of uh, demos, actually, at Harmon's with food and things like that. So we've done a black walnut banana bread, which I love. Uh, the black walnut bitters are finished with maple syrup, so that comes through really nicely in the bread. But yeah, that's something I'm, that's my favorite dish, honestly. I'm so curious to know how you create new flavors because you are tasting this high proof alcohol. Mm -hmm. Does it, how does it not like exhaust your palate uh, so lots quickly? Lots of practice downstairs at the bar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks after work. Yeah. Research. Um, diluting. Diluting it, that helps, but you still want to kind of taste it while it's at its full proof. You kind of want to get that and then taste after it's diluted and then adjust the sweetener as you go. But as far as coming up with the flavors, we treat it, I treat it like coming up with a new seasonal menu. You try to use ingredients that are going to be in season, especially for our limited releases, um, and then just go from there. Just try to create the flavors that are going to be used well in a cocktail for that season downstairs in a bar, and then also in cooking. What high-proof alcohol do you use as the base? So we use a few different ones. We use, uh, for our aromatic bitters, we use a high-proof rye. Um, for the black walnut and the coffee cherry, we use a high-proof bourbon, and then all the other flavors we use in Everclear, like a, a neutral grain spirit. Oh, okay. And the reason for that is uh, the citrus flavors and lighter flavors like that, a bourbon or a rye would just eliminate the flavor right. profile. You'd never taste it. So something that's heavier, like a chocolate that we use in a coffee cherry, the coffee flavor itself, the bourbon really brings that out. The black the walnut as well, mm -hmm. yeah. It's more aromatic. It helps kind of bring it out rather than kill it. So We worked in a cocktail bar. We operate a cocktail bar, so we're very familiar with other brands and other products that we had worked with over the years. And one of the reasons Honest John exists is because we wanted something that was a little bit higher quality consistently. Um, we didn't want something made with glycerin. We didn't want something with a thick, syrupy consistency. We wanted something, high quality bitters should roll right off your hand. If you drop some of it on the back of your hand, it should roll right off. It should not be a slow movement um, like a syrup. Um, and so that was one thing. And Thankfully, Ryan was on the same page since he creates all of them. I said, I want clear bottles. I said, have you ever, do you know of another bitters brand that sells their product in clear bottles? And we couldn't, we couldn't come up with it's one. It's the amber colored bottles to hide. It's whatever. always the yeah. amber colored yeah. bottles or paper wrapped bottles. Like if you look at Angostura yeah, sure. and the Fees Brothers. And a lot of that is to cover sediment that, that comes through or not. I won't say properly because mm -hmm. most people do it. I mean, you and you can get away with it and you'll probably never notice it, but we noticed it. It drove me crazy. Like when you'd hold something up to the light and you could actually see things floating around in it. I was like, that just doesn't seem tasty to me. So I was pretty hellbent on, on having clear bottles and, and Ryan, like I said, thankfully is all about quality too. And, and isn't afraid of hard work, but um, in order to get the clarity of that product, requires a lot of filtration yeah. many 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 it depends on the bitters filters. the citrus flavors take a little more but yeah it's, it's a process but it's well worth it to create a quality product i feel like yeah and you'll still i mean there's there are still some of the flavors um that have a lot of like plant-based um 
ingredients, like lavender, for instance, is the one that, that comes to mind first. There is still, we, we're not always able to get rid of everything. I mean, you will see if your lavender bitters have sat on the shelf for a week. Um, you'll see a little something in the bottom, but it's certainly, it's like nothing that we're like ashamed of. We're like, yeah, just give it a shake and it will all just mix back together just like a natural juice would, you know, or yeah. something like that. But yeah, we do. We're really proud of the fact that that the bitters are in clear bottles, that we display the the color of them. They're really beautiful. They're very like, you know, a lot of golds and reds and deep browns, like very earthy tones and displayed in light or in a photograph or on a home bar. It's beautiful. And everything is we use natural ingredients. We use local as much as we can. And, and yeah, no, no additives, no colorings. You know, if we need to color something specifically for a flavor, we use vegetables or fruit to do that. So. Yeah, like like the Nola is uh, colored with beets and the lavender is colored with blueberries. So hmm. just try to be yeah. as yeah. honest as we can. <laughs> <laughs> no fingers crossed. No, no fingers crossed here. So um, I have a question. Yeah, I am a huge Amaro drinker. Ooh, I yeah. love Aramazotti, which I can only get at Cordy Brothers in Sacramento. Yeah. Anyway, we said. <laughs> so what I would do alternately is I would get a big old nice little glass and I lowball and a little. I'd take a couple of how like what is the rep like how much do I use and then would I use like club soda or what would I do on top? Yeah, so it depends. I mean, if you there are cocktails that call for bitters as the base spirit, like a Trinidad sour or something like that. It's okay. based off Angostura bitters. Um, but if you're going to do that, I, I would honestly recommend if you do you have a favorite spirit besides tomorrow? Uh, well, I really like vodka. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to do like a vodka, you, do, you could easily do a vodka tonic. We recommend a tonic with the lemongrass cardamom bitters. Uh-huh. Um, something light like that, uh, your light alcohols, I would recommend like the floral flavors, even Nola honestly would be really good, but the citrus flavors specifically would do really well with light flavors. And then if you're using like a dark rum or you like having old fashions, the black walnut in an old fashioned is amazing. I so love it. I think <laughs> I know what I'm giving people for Christmas. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is Actually, now that I think idea. about this. So can you give me a technique sample with Nola? Just kind of. Yeah, something so, really cool to do so with for the alcoholic version i would definitely do the sazerac because that's just paying homage to new orleans and and just a rye base and um, then how much would you use of oh for that i would do four drops max like a little goes a very long way okay and that kind of eliminates the need to rinse it with absinthe or anything like that so yeah just a little goes a long way do you four like drops. whiskey yeah. uh, i'm not drink? opposed to it what's your favorite spirit yeah. um i would Probably lean more to on the vodka stuff, although I've been kind of introduced to gin. Oh yeah, like gin's bad. Yeah, gin. Gin is good with the with the nola as well because it does have that floral note. The the anise in there as well, and the hibiscus comes through really nice in in a lighter alcoholic gin. Yeah, I would do. I mean, a gin and tonic with that would be fantastic. I think. Um, what about and then what about a food thing with this? Ooh. It doesn't have to be with nola, but give me an example of use utilizing. This with <laughs> Nola and aromatic recipe. because they are so baking spice heavy. I have done granolas with them, like make a granola with the aromatic. Re- granola Ooh, that's a good like idea. A, yeah, instead of like an mm. almond extract. Um, the lemongrass I've used in uh, hummus before. I think we need to do a how to recipe. Yeah, using I think so. A granola yeah. with this would be fantastic. Like some sort of a fruit cobbler might be really or that, fabulous. Sure. Like you were she, talking about cheesecakes. She's the chef. Yeah. Cheesecakes are cheesecakes. delicious. If you've ever done those brie stuffed pastries doing that with a lemongrass cardamom and some apples would be really good the last time i did a mommy <laughs> brie for halloween i wanted to shoot myself but a nice brie for oh for, yeah uh, if you're like catering Christmas. for yeah a holiday party yeah, yeah absolutely yeah a pastry yeah. Oh. 
what is your skill set? Yeah. What how 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 into this do you want to get? Yeah, what do you like to drink? I would say that I would say that <laughs> bitters are, are fairly intimidating to people that don't typically use them, and that's what these technique classes are all about. Yeah. Is showing you that making an old fashioned with quality ingredients is not that hard, and yeah, just educating people and helping them drink better. Old fashioned so, is well, like the best way to if you want to experiment with bitters. Like if you if you were giving somebody a sample set as a gift, get them a bottle of whiskey too and some sugar cubes and. We have a, a recipe for you, like an old, a simple old fashioned recipe. That's, that's one of the things we, that's how we sell the most, like we move product like crazy at the rest, selling an Honest John old fashioned flight. And so they get three little miniature old fashions and they can pick three bitters flavors that they'd like to try. And then they, they determine which one's their favorite and then they can order a full size old fashioned using those bitters. But an old fashioned is just such a simple way to, and it's it's easy to like pick out that lavender flavor or aromatic or orange or you know it's whatever too, it is. It's not a very involved cocktail, so you're yeah. not picking up other flavors. Yeah. So that's a nice way to experiment if you're just trying to figure out what type of flavor you like in a bitters. So, but for the non non drinkers in, mm-hmm. in in this community, yeah, uh, so we offer a few recipes like that. So we've got yeah, like great mock like yeah mocktails you could do like hot toddies i would recommend with the uh with the sarsaparilla bitter actually because you're going off that tea flavor and it has that sassafras and sarsaparilla bark that comes through really nice with some lemon and just hot water and some bitters in there uh, we do a ginger apple cider with our uh, aromatic bitters it's also really good but yeah just and our citrus is always great and like lemonades and things like that uh Ooh. black walnut and just a cold brew is really really yeah, good black walnut with coffee or and if you're not it's a coffee yeah. drinker uh black walnut like I said, a perfect one to bake with. Or yeah, I thought you were going to say like post them or something, and that's going to be real bad. Oh. <laughs> no. Okay, no, no, no. no, thank you don't. for saving don't. me. Uh, but Just you have herbal teas. <laughs> there are recipes that you guys have. Absolutely, with there's recipes on our website, and then we, you know, when we drop by Harmons, we usually drop off a bunch of recipe cards so that they oh, are confidently fantastic. able to answer questions. Yeah, and we offer um, we offer alcoholic and non-alcoholic recipes on our website too. So which is honestjohnbitters.com <laughs> honestjohnbitters.com did i have a good radio <laughs> voice there yeah, I'm, so I'm heading to the nearest Harmons i'm gonna yes i'm gonna grab awesome. one of these because i'm very excited to try this yeah. i had Glad no idea about yeah. how any of this worked <laughs> well happy to enlighten yes. you thank you for thank you I'm for chatting at that us. dead porcupine <laughs> with a whole new <laughs> oh are, he's not dead <laughs> 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 jokes on you <laughs> now all of our guests join us <laughs> oh my gosh no it's uh thanks for coming it's yeah. it, it was fun to meet in here too yeah. that was the idea is it is for, uh for being so kind to us yeah we appreciate harman's yeah. i will definitely be buying some i've got, already got the friends already picked out perfect you know yeah. where to find us yeah. that we do uh one more time uh your website is honestjohnbetters.com Yes, it is. We'll do a few recipes and pictures and stuff on, on our blog, so be sure to check that out as well. At harmonsgrocery.com. Harmonsgrocery.com. Yeah. Are you guys uh, social media? Yes. Yeah, we are we're on Pinterest. We're on uh, Instagram. Instagram is far and away our most successful platform. I think we've, we've been able to reach the most people and educate people the most on the brand through that platform. Um, and that handle is honestjohnbitters.com. Oh, we regularly share uh, recipes. Majority of them are cocktail recipes. We do a lot of fun cocktail photography and highlight 
the recipes for those photos. I pride myself. We write little handwritten notes in every online package that goes out um, and we include a recipe for the flavor that you order. I write it on the little recipe card. The detail that I really enjoy doing. Keeping that personal aspect in. Yeah, yeah. we're still small. Yeah, always, always <laughs> well, small. I hope we're always small enough I can write handwritten yeah. notes. That would be nice. Anyway, thanks again, though. This podcast is produced by Tabitha Dutton, Alice Emerson, and Brandon Young. Executive producer, Lindy Nance. Sound design and edited by Brandon Young. Design, Tyler Pratt and Ashley Grace. Original music by Spencer Young.